Thanks for coming back. Yes, yeah, exactly. Of course. No, I'm honestly I was seeing the ads for this show and I was like <laughs> I was like this looks just dumb enough for me to like really key into. And so yeah. it was a real boon when I got that DM. Yeah, no, that we all sort of felt the same thing when we started seeing these ads pop up for Prodigal Summer. Like this looks this is like the new a better Orville, basically. So <laughs> let's yeah. Basically the same show in a lot of ways. Yeah, we already did that though. We already compared them. <laughs> okay. I I mean I definitely like this show more. Yeah, I, I think like so too. About the Orville more. Yeah. Well, like I hate Seth MacFarlane. I don't really hate anybody <laughs> on this sh- this show. <laughs> so it's different. Hey, like the person I hate the most because she's a terrible actress is um, Halston, but. I feel like I legitimately feel bad she's fine. about what she yeah, went through. Fine. Yeah, Tim, that's that's on you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, all this part, this is all getting cut, so it's no big deal. But the, this part is not getting cut. The part where I introduce everybody. Hello, all you potential victims in the city of New York City. And welcome to the official Prodigal Son podcast with me, your host, Greggy. And I've got... Everybody's here this week. We've got alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? You said uh, in the city of New York City, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like what the city of New York. I think that's what you say. No, I think I say the city of New York City every week. That may be what you've been saying every week. <laughs> but, it's, but you think I, it's wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Now that I'm, st- I'm not that confident anymore. Now that I've, <laughs> now that I'm getting even a little bit of pushback, huh? I so can. Th- I can thanks try for having me. No, it's okay. no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Because the the state is also New York. Yeah, right? I thought about that. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just afraid people will think that um, you're saying the city of victim. New York. Yeah, a real Kansas City kind of thing. <laughs> this shows a real statement on the state of the city of New York City. Exactly. Uh-huh. And that voice you just heard is the sharpshooter, Tim. Tim, welcome <laughs> to the show. Pew, pew, pew. Hey, guys. I don't oh, really remember uh, what my thing is on this show anymore. <laughs> no. uh, you're like a, a sharpshooter. Yeah, you just. And we've got security officer Miranda. Miranda, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we've also got a special, a special visiting uh, secret aid, special agent um, at Vrunt on Twitter. Vrunt is here. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm calling in live from uh, the Big Apple City itself, NYC. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Tim, you're also there, aren't you? Yeah. Since since we last spoke, Vrunt, I've moved to New York City. You guys so, should hang out. Welcome. You should have done it's, uh, this it's fun together. here, a little dangerous. Some uh, serial killers on the loose, but uh, yeah, welcome to the Big Apple City. Yeah, I learned, uh, hey, don't go to a junkyard in the Bronx. Yeah, <laughs> to the tourists out there. <laughs> yeah, because no matter when you go, it's going to be the time when uh, someone's going to shoot at you. Uh, yeah, with that, let's just freaking get into this episode. Um, 
Wow. Prodigal Son, Season 1, Episode 7, Q&A. Uh, great title. I was able to remember this title very easily because it wasn't like some weird thing like all sadists and sinners or whatever from last mm-hmm. week. The gallows <laughs> of uh, past days. That yeah. Might be, I don't know. Hangman paradox. Yes, <laughs> that's good. A scalpel too far. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, you might be getting into spoilers for future episodes now, but yeah, so this one starts off, we're we're starting off in the the overarching plot of Prodigal Son, where he's trying to figure out his memories of when he was a little boy. Um, he goes to the junkyard, as Tim said, to find his old uh, station wagon, and while he's there, uh, a, a weird guy in the shadows comes out and and pops off a couple of shots on him. Well, he's like, hey, is this your junkyard? And the guy, honestly, if if it w- if I was that guy, I would have... I don't know why he just pulls out his gun and shoots him so far away. Like, be like, yes, this is my junkyard. And he'd be like, come a little closer, come a little closer. I'll show you my junkyard papers. And then you shoot him, right? I don't know. <laughs> Unless the plan was to let him live. But then he'd, then he'd have a good look at him if it didn't work, you know? Mm, that's true, yeah. But, Why shoot at all if you're just gonna run away? Well, you had him he had him hiding and scared. Uh well Vron, did you uh did you pick up on any of this uh plot? Because I know you told me that you watched the first two episodes. Um did, did were you able to sort of pick up where we were at in uh in this story? So the good news, I mean bad news for me is I did end up watching everything all the way through to this episode. <laughs> so, so not a single plot oh, no. detail was, was lost on me. Okay. You can help me fill in some of the gaps then. <laughs> and are you happy uh, about how they've been very, very slowly unraveling this plot line? Or, or does it, is it a little frustrating for you? It's definitely frustrating. You have an episode called Q&A. You expect a, a little more A, a little less Q, in my humble <laughs> opinion. Yeah, but uh, I feel like we've been teased these same things over and over again, up until the kind of last bit at the end. There was nothing that was like revelatory of like, oh yeah, this camping trip that we've already seen flashes of. Like, I don't know, I didn't get a lot of a. Yeah, they've been they've been teasing for like three episodes that there was definitely murder happening on this camping trip, and then there's been like eight times where they've implied it again and Malcolm has all over again been like, oh no, was there murder on this camping trip? The big reveal this time is they got a knife at the ga- at a gas station. Yeah, yeah. No. oh no. <laughs> there was a it knife was just, at the uh, murder scene. <laughs> it, it is so, fr- it, it is beyond frustrating for me. Like, I, he, he keeps, every time they, they pressure him, he's like, hmm, maybe I'll let you know next time on the next episode, son. He just, like he's like he's he's telling the audience, ah, oh, not yet, not yet. I, 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 I hate him. <laughs> I hate the show, but I love the show. Like I hate how they're yeah, rolling out, how slow they're rolling this I thing out. Love the show. Yeah, we love the, the show. And, yeah, the show's yeah. good. I just want to know. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, and it, he asked the guy, "Is this your your junkyard? Yeah, your junkyard. <laughs> it is his junkyard. He does own the junkyard." Like, uh, if, if Prodigal Son didn't find... I guess he would have had more questions after that about the station wagon or whatever. 
So I guess mm. he couldn't just walk up and just talk to him like a normal person, but mm. but it, it was an interesting scene. Anyway, this uh, I've got a clip here of when uh, Prodigal Son he calls in Diamond Lou and uh, the rest of the crew, and uh, you know they have a little bit of a, a silly scene here. Uh, you guys ready? What the hell were you even doing here? Do you believe in repressed memory? If I said no, will you go home, take a few days off? I've been having dreams about this car. Memories, really. They're cloudy, but I know that my father took me on a camping trip the week before he was arrested. Bad things happened. In this car. Tags from the DMV confirm it? That's the same car. I know it sounds crazy. I wish it did. When they looked around in the junkyard, they found something. The body of a woman was found crushed in a car compactor. You good? I heard you got shot at. At. Thankfully. Is that a pizza spatula? Oh, it's actually called a pizza peel. Derived from the French word for shovel. There you go. Which is weird, because pizza's Italian. Yeah. That's what's weird. You know, these puppies are a little-known Emmy secret. Great for retrieving smashed soft tissue or pepperoni that fell off in the oven. Not with the same one. What do we know about the Vic? Oh, not much yet. Based off of decomposition, uh, I'm guessing she died a couple weeks ago. Is it possible she wound up in the car by accident? Maybe she OD'd. No, I don't think so. Look at these prints. I think the killer locked her in and then turned on the compactor. Danny, see if the text can pull this print and find JT. He's running down who may have shot at Bright. No one, apparently. What do you mean? JT. Property records list a guy named Paul <laughs> the Lazar man. as the junkyard owner. Ooh, but nice glasses. He doesn't exist. No record of him anywhere. So someone buys a junkyard under a fake name? Why? To kill one woman? Hide the surgeon's station wagon? Well, you have to consider the possibility that your dad's car has nothing to do with this murder. <laughs> I'm just saying, this body looks pretty fresh, and your dad's been chained to a wall for 20 years. That's a pretty good alibi. He may not have killed her, but he's connected somehow. He has to be. My own memories brought me here, to a place with his car and a dead body. That can't be a coincidence. Uh, I was on hold with the post office for literally one hour, and then they answered and hung up on me. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh no. I'm unhappy. Let's well, union work for you. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please please tell me you at least heard the clip. <laughs> well, I heard most of it because it was so fucking long that I left in the middle of it and came back and was still going. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I, I was gonna. I got a phone call too from my nephews. They told me, I'm serious. They told me they graduated second grade. And, uh, I was like, cool. I was like, cool. I gotta go though. So I did catch most of it though. Yeah. So uh, there, there's a murder in this junkyard. I just want to say, I'm sorry. I already had to watch this episode today, and now you just uh-huh. made me watch it again. You made me watch the whole thing again. Yeah, some okay. what, yeah. Everything, no clips, so you gotta. I no. don't know. It's two and a half I'm just, minutes. I'm mad at the show, not oh. our show. 
I didn't. Uh, I had some problems with this scene. I think um, uh, I'm Too in love. Funny? Well, I, I think I'm in love with Danny, and I just I started following her on Instagram, and uh, she's just so <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, God, she should be in the show more. That's I just kept thinking about. You're just mad that she wasn't in the entire clip. <laughs> yeah, basically, because on her Instagram, it's it's just like her. <laughs> should we should we switch shows again to her instagram i think so she posts a lot of prodigals on stuff so you know it's her handle good begin uh i can't tell you i'm not gonna tell you tim mr steel your girl over here <laughs> please in the in the junkyard that the prodigal son happened to go to on this specific night uh there are a bunch of dead bodies because uh, we find out later in the episode, this guy uh, who, who bought the uh, the junkyard under a false name uh, was a known associate of Dr. Whitley, the surgeon himself. Yeah, fucking crazy. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence, right? Well, Just... did he buy? <laughs> so he he bought the the junkyard after the surgeon went to jail. Did he buy mm-hmm. it specifically because the station wagon was here, or did it get brought there after? Uh, yeah, did he build around? Yeah, it could be because I feel like maybe he <laughs> built around. Uh, you know, he built <laughs> a junkyard wagon. around the station wagon. It was a parking lot. He's like, I got to disguise this thing. That's my theory. What was his fake name again? Miranda remembers, I'm sure. Yeah, but I want to see if you remember. I, I believe it was uh, Patrick Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> no. <it was. laughs> that took me a second. I was like, who the fuck is Duvall? I've met him. I met Duvall Patrick. No, that's the guy I just that. made up, though, Tim. <laughs> okay, we won't go into this story now. We'll save it from the episode that I met Deval Patrick. Wow. Cool. What'd yeah, you we can move, move on. It's a future president of the United States. So. Yeah, he got like 1%, which is way more than anyone thought. Well, they're talking about it. Maybe less. No, Tim, if you want to tell the Deval Patrick story, please. Oh, no. Okay. Well, there's not much of a story. Uh, I interned for my state senator uh, when he was governor. Recently? Uh, This was, yeah, pretty recently. I think this was 2007, 2008, when he was governor. Uh, And he gave a talk to all the senators, and I fell asleep because I was in high school and I had to wake up really early to do this. And it was really warm in the room. And then afterwards I shook his hand and I had an opportunity to take a picture with him. And I did not. Cause I, I don't know. I was like, that's lame. It's smart though, to be honest, I'm seeing a lot of people getting caught in old pictures with, uh, you know, people that did some bad things. So <laughs> for me, I'm not taking any pictures with anybody just to be safe. Yeah, I mean, I have a picture with you, Kevin. Yeah, oh, I have a picture yeah, with yeah. you. Okay, well. So. So hopefully you guys don't take any pictures with, I don't know, Jeffrey Deval Epstein. Patrick? Yeah, Deval Patrick. You, just, you don't want to end up as a known associate, is what it boils down to. 
Yeah, I don't want to be unknown associate. Yes, six degrees. I think you are hanging out. If you're going to get canceled, there are so many easier ways for you to get canceled, Kevin. Yeah, like (laughs) what? Name one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not canceling you. Okay, good. No, we would never. Yeah. If anything, you guys would move me to Hulu, right? (laughs) 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, I, so I just Deval Patrick. Well, in the however it works, in the final alignment, he got zero votes. But in the initial voting, he got zero point zero percent of the vote. <laughs> so pretty good. Estimated by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Better than I did. <laughs> hey, showing up is half the battle. He was there, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I have not seen his face since I met him. Can you just face. throw your hat in the ring and then never show up? <laughs> Then you're on the page. Uh, yeah, I don't even of course know. You, of course you can. Okay. They can't make well, you show up. They gonna kid, kidnap you and drag you there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the things that they're doing nowadays, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, okay. Anyway, so what happens next? <laughs> back in, in the, the episode. Show? Um, back in the episode, uh, Halston Sage Ainsley herself is going to interview her father and she's got a bunch of questions mm, is this now because i've got the crazy guy returns in in the uh my notes here but is there just a scene where it's just dad in prison for a second and then we see the crazy guy yeah so tevin a name that i will never forget <laughs> <laughs> he shows up down the hallway before before michael sheen appears and he's like yeah, oh my but- god is that ainsley whitley yeah he's like i'm ready for my close-up or whatever he says he just kind of yells down the hallway a little bit of foreshadowing yeah that that was a very you know it was like oh i wonder if this guy will ever come back you know (laughs) (laughs) just is it just some random guy i don't know maybe Uh, of course obviously that was all part of dad's plan he is he the same guy from last time or whenever he sure is it's definitely the same guy like yeah and he has such an impression all, on me. You watched it all in a row, so you would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was a marathon event for me, so it's all <laughs> it's all fresh in my mind. And did you notice he had a similar body to, uh, build as the guy in the uh, the junkyard? I think that was a line later in the show. <laughs> oh yeah did he did he mean he looked similar or his profile was similar? Like his oh uh, well, you know? I was thinking I guess profile the other profile like a. <laughs> Oh, I got you. No, we were yeah. talking Mindhunter style profile. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Like, speaking of the profiles, I like how we only ever see two things. One is Malcolm, like, immediately understanding exactly what happened just by looking at the scene. And the other is him saying, I'll, I'll get to work starting on my profile. Like, what, what, is, what does that yeah. mean? It doesn't, it seems to be pure instinct. It's not like he's doing research on this stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I think maybe he's just like following leads on his profile or, or something like that. But this one, this profile, he just makes stuff up. He's like, oh, the the guy didn't want to see. The, he, he was almost ashamed. Like, he didn't want to see them uh, get killed or kill them. He took no pleasure in it. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that was, that was just the easiest way for this person to do it. You know, maybe they just had a junkyard and... 
or is killing people, and that was the easiest way to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just he jumps to too many conclusions. I know he's right all the time, but I just well, not all the it, time. Yeah, that's true. But if I was in the show, I would definitely be giving him a lot more guff. Like you don't know what you're talking about, Malcolm. This hocus pocus witchery. Yeah, I guess if you have a car crusher and you're a serial killer, like every victim looks like a possible car crusher victim, you know? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I feel like that is a a missing character on the show is that maybe, Kevin, you could maybe petition to be, which is a person who's who's just skeptical of the concept of profiling. I think that's who the audience (laughs) is supposed to be. (laughs) JT does chime in a couple times where he's just like, He's like, I thought you said this was a science or whatever. You know, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of his whole deal is uh, being the skeptic. Speaking mm-hmm. of that scene, I was, well, I know JT is skeptical, but after Malcolm's had like four heart to hearts with him, I don't know if it, throughout <laughs> the season, I'm sure you saw he kept explaining to him what happened to him with his childhood uh, in like three or four different scenes. I, I thought that we're gonna, it was going to happen again when he, start, when he started questioning him. I just be like, I think you guys don't understand. My father is actually a serial killer. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they go. They're back at the the precinct. Um, <laughs> uh, prodigal son is not sure why Danny cares so much about the the victims here um, until he realizes this is her neighborhood, and he says, "Oh, I understand. It's your hood." And she says, "Never say that again." <laughs> <laughs> which was good i mean that's a good point he should I, not be saying that he definitely shouldn't and uh he's getting moved to hulu every line <laughs> every line that he says somebody should respond never say that again like, <laughs> one thing i was confused about is danny is pissed off about two things right one that people were killed who are from the bronx and two that people say the bronx as a whole rather than acknowledging that there's a bunch of different neighborhoods. Mm. But like, these seem incongruous to me. Like, you can't be mad about both of those things. Yeah, it, it, that was... Uh, the first part was also weird that she was, like, especially upset that it was in the Bronx and not, you know, like, one borough over. Like, the serial killers killing people from my... I don't know. I, I guess I'm not from New York, so I don't know how I have that borough pride, but, you know. Yeah, I think you don't. Yeah. So we're getting more so Tim, you're actually you get angry when there's like a you know, Wall Street Manhattan killer, right? On the loose. Oh yeah. And you know what pisses me off? People always talk about Manhattan like it's just one little tiny neighborhood. Oh yeah, that's true. It's there's big. Like, it's a series of long long neighborhoods, tall. There's ones. like four neighborhoods in Manhattan. You got Wall Street, you got Flatiron, and you got Central Park. You didn't want to talk about Harlem? That's not one of them for you? Uh, what's that? What's, what'd you say? <laughs> Harlem? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, back at the crime scene, they found Prodigal Son's knife that was bought for him at the gas station when he was a child. Hmm. Big reveal. This, this, uh, this set off a, a, another flashback in his mind. He remembered uh, this running through the knife. woods. Oh yeah, this broke me. This is this is what broke me. The little boy running through the woods, looking like he was about to turn into the Flash. It was like all these like bright lights, <laughs> like sparks were turning off. <laughs> he was about to run really fast. Ah, that would have been a cool little moment. He turned into the Flash. 
this episode is definitely the one closest so far uh, to, to us seeing. Well, yeah, to the Flash. <laughs> that goes without saying, but also <laughs> to us seeing uh, the the child actor that plays young Malcolm, like slitting somebody's throat or something. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't even show you what it is. It could have been opening like uh, a bag. Like it doesn't even look like a person that he's stabbing with the knife or like about to cut. I don't it, know. I, I think mean, there's like a button, like a. I think it's like a pocket on a on a coat or something. You don't see that somebody's wearing it, so maybe he's just. <laughs> I think it's know, supposed to look coat. like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's supposed to look like that. I've seen a horse in a coat before. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Kevin talking about this horse in a coat again. <laughs> it was crazy. And I use it. It's the story I used to pick up chicks. Uh, it's like, do you, see, do you guys hear about that horse in a coat? And they're like, huh, horse in a coat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, nah, don't worry about it. What's your name? Works every time. <laughs> they give him his name every time. They're like, I'm Chelsea. Tell me more about the horse in the coat. Nah, don't worry about it. Uh, back in the back in the the jail, I almost said the hospital, but it's not a hospital, it's the jail. Uh, Dr. Whitley is having his interview with his daughter. Very important scene. Uh, I actually have a clip, but I don't know, Miranda, do you have time for it? Yeah, fine. It's two minutes long. <laughs> oh, before before you, get in, before you get oh, into this fine. clip, it's about two minutes, but before you get into it, this is, I like how just before they had, uh, you know, uh, I forget her name. Ainsley, that's right here. Ainsley and uh, her boyfriend in there setting up the shot structures and stuff. And just last episode, we were talking about how uh, the camera was like directly pointed at the red line for the uh, what felt like our first time we were noticing the red line. And then also we were talking about how the wire was very distinct. And I feel like, you know, there was kind of doing a little bit of. Like meta commentary there. <laughs> I don't really like, think that it felt like it, it felt like they were talking to the four of us. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that we were just talking about that. And also, I felt like right away her boyfriend was going to get stabbed because I was like, why is he here? Is this guy good to the ca- hold a camera? I don't. I didn't know. I don't know if this guy was the camera guy. Yeah, I also didn't realize this was her camera guy. So I felt like I felt right away he was going to die. I was thinking they should kill off, kill him. That'd be exciting. <laughs> Oh, we'll find out what happens to him. <laughs> right. Are we sure I don't need a little concealer? Just maybe under the eyes? Yeah. Sleep wasn't my friend last night. I was too excited about this. You look fine. <laughs> are we ready? Uh, these are two master actors question you started at work here. Uh, the one about Billy Franklin, age 23. Aced his LSATs, wanted to become a civil rights lawyer. You removed his heart to There's definitely no see how difference. long he could live without it. He died a gruesome, agonizing death. My question is why? Why did you do that? What a what a stupid fucking question. <laughs> what do you think he's going to say? Think of Abby Ooh, you didn't know? <laughs> why did you remove her tongue? Or maybe you prefer to No one's ever asked long, me this before. <laughs> How about Corey Goldstein, age 10? A brutal car accident left him with a surely fatal aortic rupture. Uh, until he landed in my OR, where I saved his life. You know, his, uh, his parents called me his guardian angel on live TV. And then they found out that you were a murderer. I'm not a perfect man. It's true. I'm not a psychiatric <laughs> hospital, after all. 
and sadly the lamentable stigma that still plagues people with mental health I, hey, nobody, I, I was, nobody's I nerfing sick. you know sick. Yep. my brain was diseased <laughs> that diagnosis is as real as cancer or lupus please let me let me finish um oh, what consoles me in the darkest of nights is that as a doctor I saved thousands of lives so if we're judging the moral worth of a person based on the mark they leave on the world, mine is a, a net positive. I mean, by a lot. How many people can say that? She's like, fuck, he's got me. <laughs> She's like, God damn it. The logic uh, tricked me. Like, <laughs> most, most people have killed more people than they've saved. Is that what he's saying? Like. I think he's saying he saved more people than he's killed. So if you work out, if you do the math, yeah, then he's like most most people can't say that. Uh, every mother can say that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't think those are one to one. I think it's uh, if you gave birth or you had a bunch of children, then it's you know that's like life given, and that that would be a response to life taken. So if he had twenty three kids, hey, I'd say set him free. But uh, unfortunately, um, just two. I feel like from the from the perspective of overpopulation, he's really working himself into a corner here. <laughs> okay. He's he's preserved more life than most, and that's now a bad thing. Mm. Oh, you're one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read this Dan Brown book that really opened my eyes. Yeah, if he'd have stopped at just killing two people, then that would have been fine, because he has two kids, and it's, you mm-hmm. know, so long as it all evens out, it's not a big deal, but he went out and you know, he killed 23 people. That's just too many. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's a... <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does try. He tries to turn things just like uh, mom said he would uh, mm-hmm. to, to make himself look good. And soon, think, you know, mom was like, no, you're too stupid to, <laughs> to like be in a room with this guy. <laughs> you know, he's going to just... He's going to tell you something so stupid, like, well, I actually save people. Uh, so, and you're going to be like, wow, I love you. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, being a TV viewer, like, you know, in the show, watching Ainsley's uh, report and be like, huh, this guy's actually not that bad. <laughs> 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 like, no, 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 look at these numbers. Look at this. He saved, in, just in this year, he <laughs> saved 24 people, okay? And now uh, spread that over 10 years. Come on, buddy. They named the famous Dr. Whitley maneuver after him. I didn't know it was the same guy. Uh, The end. uh, We just had to get going. We had to keep going because the end is just so. So good. Good. Yeah. So crazy, uh, crazy guy sets off a riot in the uh, hospital, not the hospital. It's a jail. Uh, I always forget whether it's a jail or a hospital. It is a jail. Um, The crazy guy sets off a riot or something. They go into lockdown. He wants to come in and get a big interview because he has so many things he wants to say. Uh, He he has a key card and uh, he's able to get into the room and stab the camera guy uh, before they go into a different room and uh, put a wrench in the door so he can't come in there. But now we have to save Ainsley's boyfriend, um, Jet. That's right. Maybe. That's Who knows? Who knows? Is his name? Yeah. No. Yeah. Poor Jin. Poor Jin. 
who goes out to film uh, spooky hallway shots to really yeah, lend yeah. <laughs> credibility to Ainsley's report, and he gets caught in the crossfire. Oh no, he's got a key card. What should I do? Should I stand here? He's opening the door. <laughs> he's stabbing me. Well, guys, what do I do? Oh, I'm falling down. So the big decision here, you know, I, I actually timed yeah. it out from like the moment he got stabbed until uh, they, uh, the surgeon actually does some work on him is I think like, well, I said I timed it out. But now I forgot. I think it was at least three minutes. So I was thinking this guy's lung is definitely full of blood. And I thought he was going to die. I don't think yeah. it was like, you know, realistic. I, I felt like they were acting like each second didn't count, right? Like there was no, mm-hmm. it was like. Yeah. Well, he's eventually going to drown on his own blood, but it, three minutes, you could probably survive for three minutes. I guess he's got half a lung now, so maybe a, a little mm-hmm. less time, but I think it's okay. Uh, the, the guard guy goes and finds a scalpel and a, like a medical that, kit. That was so funny. He's like, they're like, I need it. He's like, I need a knife or something sharp. And he's like, all I got is this surgeon's scalpel. Is that, is that, will that work? <laughs> uh, Prodigal son, of course, doesn't want to give it to dad because he's a serial killer. And he'll probably kill everybody. Uh, so he says, you know, you're, you're, uh, you do Skype calls with surgeons to instruct them. <laughs> so just tell me how to be a surgeon and I'll do the work. Uh, but he immediately begins. I, maybe he didn't sleep the night before because that is, you know, a common problem he has all the time. Uh, but he, his hand was so shaky. He couldn't do the surgery. Although as he's going to do it, I, I, I thought like, okay, so, so the, the dad wouldn't be doing the, the cutting himself, but it would be like pretty like a big mind fuck if he made his son if he talked his son yeah. through like killing the guy yeah you <laughs> killed your sister's boyfriend <laughs> you sick son of a bitch and how many have you saved less than me <laughs> oh i should write this show yeah but he couldn't go through with it. He couldn't do any of the stabbing because of uh PTSD from when he killed that guy when he was a kid Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah maybe yeah. maybe yeah. <laughs> this is where he remembers that he stabbed the guy right or or cut a button or something or, yeah where he remembers that he held a knife up to a coat yeah. right <laughs> it's, it's like fuck <laughs> that's as far as we got on this one uh so he gives the the scalpel to dad and uh he says i i'll have to get on on I'll have to get uh, these these handcuffs off to be able to do this, and they they say no way. <laughs> like they've already knife. given him this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the building's on lockdown. He's not. He's not. I keep saying like they put him on this wire and everything. He's not the Hulk. He's not. Yeah. I don't, they, he has a whole bunch of blunt objects in his office or whatever. He could smash a light and make a you know like he can make something sharp out of something at any moment it feels like his but thing he's, is he's not, not macgyver yeah. yeah he's he's like the manipulator you know 10 steps ahead of you guy so uh, it's if that was my you know loved one dying there i and you know, my brother or whatever is just sitting there like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. No. Oh, my God. I would slap him. So I would just be like, give the man the knife. He's a surgeon. He knows the Whitley. 
maneuver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna put a toilet roll up to his chest and save him or something. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, it's like he's gonna become like Alara Hulk when he gets uncuffed and just like <laughs> start throwing people through walls. <laughs> like he's gonna like tilt his head down and start like laughing, <laughs> you know, like turn and just, just like I don't know. I guess no kung fu or something. If he said I know kung fu, I don't yeah. Know. That's the other weird thing. Like Halston is right there. D- does does dad and and brother not know that she's it's ex- ex- superhumanly strong. <laughs> <laughs> like if he starts getting crazy, she can she can lock him down real easy. She really should have went to the door and punched <laughs> the guy through the door. <laughs> All she had to do uh, was yeah, open the surgeon's chest cavity like a jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> um so the surgeon goes to work, he he saves the boyfriend. Um Halston films it. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was uncomfortable. Put the fucking camera down. She's like, don't tell me how to do my job, you son of a bitch. If it bleeds, it leads, damn it. It's it's not her job. It's the dead guy's job. (laughs) This is what he would have wanted. He would have wanted me filming him. So weird. They have a lot to talk about when he comes to, I'm sure. It would be kind of cool to watch that on TV, though. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> well, it uh, wasn't live, though, right? It was recorded, so no one saw it. Am I? I didn't like I, miss a thing where it was live, right? I don't think it was live. I don't think that it was live. I don't think they had the technology. They should have made it live. <laughs> Honestly, no, because remember, like... she sent him out to get those like incidental shots. So oh, that would be yeah. like a weird interlude partway through the interview. (laughs) Go outside and film some (laughs) B-roll. Oh, yeah, so you won't stop filming. Uh, They they say, we're on lockdown. We can't uh, send the the ambulance in until SWAT can come in and clear out the crazy guy. Uh, But Bright says, ah, I've got an idea for that. And he takes the camera, uh, finds uh, Telvin, um and then says here i am tell me what you want to tell me uh look right into this very bright light and then he zaps him with a uh taser and takes him out he saved the day once again Mm-mm. yeah was that part tonally weird for anybody else like even for this show i was like, <laughs> I was like that's kind of goofy it happens so- ending yeah, it was very cartoonish. Like he, he should have showed up in like a dress, like Bugs Bunny in a dress or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, come over here, Doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Malcolm should have like broken into the mess hall and baked like a really good smelling cake, <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes in like off his feet. So I have to be honest, and I was asked to talk about this on the podcast, but this show is very, this show is very dark, like visually dark, like. I guess there are a like lot of like hard to see things. Yeah, and my TV is in between two windows and I was watching it like at noon and the sun was coming in through my south facing windows and I couldn't Okay, really now that doesn't make anything. sense. Okay. If it's noon, the sun's up high. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> if only we had a space expert. <laughs> no, but continue. Anyway, I couldn't really see what happened at the end. So who got tasered? What happened? The bald guy. And this show does not not like bald people. 
there, there's a bald bias on the show. I really thought Malcolm was going to do what he does every episode, which is put himself into a like a life threatening situation and and talk his way out of it. And then well, yeah, like antagonize the guy and somehow like have him yeah. react the opposite of how anybody else would <laughs> yeah like use his words but he just all he needed was the guy to stand still for like a quarter second he didn't even need the camera I mean, right i don't understand i don't understand how this prison place one guy escaped and like killed a guard and then like the swats like we're not going in there i don't know i don't the know whole the building's fuck. empty somehow where did everyone go i don't know the fuck that is going on at this place it's, it's damn Saudi money, man. Gotta follow that Saudi <laughs> money. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy, strange jail. Um, that is possibly a hospital. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is uh, Telvin is a uh, half gremlin, so when he when he sh- shined the light at him, you know it. Oh, Greggy, don't do this. <laughs> You're Greggy, too much Gremlins. Greggy, not all of us have watched Gremlins and Gremlins Two. With people have been Jokerified. <laughs> Greggy has been Gremlified. <laughs> uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, you know what? It turned out Telvin's plan to, <laughs> to do all of this uh, was all all actually Doctor. Uh, Whitley's mm-hmm. plan, the surgeon's plan. He was playing fourth dimensional chess. He was six steps ahead of everybody, and he made the t- the crazy guy <laughs> do all this stuff, <laughs> and this it all went off perfectly without a hitch, so that he could look exactly between the correct ribs and to the yes. right depth to inflict that specific injury. <laughs> yep. just, in- just insane. Just this shows like. We've been, uh, you know, kind of hinting at the fact that the show's going to be like, oh, everything's been planned and orchestrated by this guy. But it just seemed like there's just no way, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense. Even even far fetched, you know, it doesn't. But now they're doing it. They're like, ah, oh. and now there's like a phone that's been buried in the house or something. Uh, now it's like, yeah. have we planned this yeah. one moment? Like 20? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, it, um, watching the whole episode, I kept thinking, like, this is the by far the most convoluted plot of the whole series. <laughs> thinking they would explain it. And I think they, they think they explained it. But <laughs> they didn't explain how. They're just like, yep, <laughs> he did it. Like, oh, yeah, he told us all about it. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, and they, they already knew. We, yep, we, yep, we got it all right here. Don't you worry about it. Oh, no, you can't talk to him. You can't talk to the guy responsible. Yeah, he's in solitary confinement. He's been a bad boy. He's not talking to anybody. <laughs> and they very, very specifically showed us his belt with the line tied to the wall. Uh, now free of Dr. Whitley because he's in solitary confinement. And then the st- phone started ringing, and I thought, Oh, so he actually escaped, and now he's calling home to uh, gloat about it or something. I thought he was going to have a phone in solitary confinement, like he planned to have a phone in solitary. That's how far I thought they were taking this. Uh, okay, that could work too. But no, it's uh, it's uh, Patrick Duvall, no, Paul Lazar <laughs> himself. Uh, he's calling, and, and he says, uh, I was your dad's friend, and I went camping with you guys. Uh, don't you remember this? And uh, <laughs> So yes, now we're back to 
Uh, back to the camping trip. This guy was apparently there too. So I'm sure we're going to find out lots more information about this in the weeks to come. Look, camping is cool. It's fun. <laughs> and this show is, it's like anti camping. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Get out there. See the stars. No, mm-hmm. don't. You'll get murdered. <laughs> No, that's you probably where, won't. That's not where the murders occur. Like statistically speaking, what I'm learning from this show is there is a serial killer like within 20 feet of me at any point in time. Yeah, and, but, and also the woods are within 20 feet of you at any time. Well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, don't let the show discourage you. Like, I have so many memories of camping that take forever for me to fully remember. Like week after week, <laughs> I only remember little bits and pieces. But by golly, at the end, it's gonna turn out to be a trip yeah you realize <laughs> how much fun you had camping with your dad and his friend <laughs> <laughs> waiting for him to have like a p- making pancakes in the morning flashback but like enjoying it being like huh okay well <laughs> not so bad that one <laughs> one episode he remembers like toasting a marshmallow and then like <laughs> three episodes later he vaguely remembers something about melting chocolate we make sports move ahead (laughs) he's got a map on the in the precinct with the three the ingredients to s'mores but he hasn't connected them yet did you you like the episode uh just i I feel like we've pretty much wrapped this episode up i have to ask the one with the psychedelics was that your favorite i think that might be my favorite one because that had a similar thing where he put together all the writings and made the mask. If you guys I, remember, there were, there were two different ones with the psychedelics. Like there's the one where he's on drugs for some reason. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. I'm talking about the one where it was like, uh, they were doing like a MK ultra or something. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite so far run? Oh, that's a really tough question to be honest. Yeah, they're all so good. I want to, I guess the pilot was the most, fun for me because it was the least grueling because like they just keep dragging all these little bits and pieces out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it feels like they're they're adding little details that they seem to make up along the way like there's no way his childhood memory if and when we ever learn the full extent of it is really going to fit into the timeline as we know it right yeah yeah it won't really make sense so at, at some point he saw a girl in this chest then he has some sort of big blank where a camping trip happened and eventually he calls the cops. And it yeah, doesn't make sense if there's some big convoluted important camping trip in the middle. Like there's just no way it's going to add up. Yeah, this is uh some like some famous writer said that like when you continuously show flashbacks it means that you're just you don't have any forward uh movement for your narrative. You're just like keep going back to you know these old scenes. You're there's literally just filling time. There's so much just time filler. Like last episode I was saying that there's you know, they do the killer of the week thing and they do like two minutes every 15 minutes. They do two minutes of the main story or, or the, you know, the overarching story throughout the whole season. It's just it really is so dry. And the first one, it does. Is that the one with the bomb? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. The guy had a big explosion, too. So <laughs> well, is that when he, he cuts he cuts off the guy's arm or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, because he says, let me give you a hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. So that was so funny. 
<laughs> and it started really cool. Like he was in the woods. I think like our introduction to him is he's in the woods and he's like, ah, cicadas. They come out of the trees every 10 years. And you're like, oh, who is this guy? Now, you know, he's like just like a nerd, like a dweeb. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but back then you're like, oh, maybe this guy's cool. Yeah, it doesn't even like camping. Yeah. It's, I just don't even understand. Like the end goal is that or like the end result is going to be he's like, my father killed another person. Like, why is that supposed to have an impact? Yeah, there's yeah. really there's no cat and mouse game, you know. Unlike Mindhunter, unlike Hannibal, there's 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 nothing he's really they pursuing. Ca- they caught him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a killer of the week, but like that wraps up pretty easily every time too. It reminds me of. Did anybody else watch Manifest or try to watch Manifest? Is that no, the one with the plane or something? Yeah, it's a plane. It disappears for five years and then finally lands. It's kind of like a lost-ish thing. Okay. And then people have weird flashbacks and memories and visions. And it's it's the same way. It's like unfolding as if it's this like kind of knockoff lost show. But there's no there's no big reveal. Like you said, we already know the father killed a bunch of people. I doubt they're going to surprise me with anything. Yeah. It's like what would basically her interview with her dad when she's saying like, oh, what about that woman you killed? He's like, uh, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> what about it? Really? Yeah, I did that because I'm crazy. That's why. So, yeah, there, there's like three things that can happen. Like, dad will break out of prison eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my make- <laughs> my theory is just. Yeah, sister will become a serial Wait, killer as I well. Have, I have an idea. She was looking at him like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> she was looking at him like, there, there were some moments where I think she like smiled at him after he was like, of course, my sweetheart or something. And yeah. I didn't know if it was like a dead eyed psychopathic smile or, <laughs> or her just dude trying to be like a heartwarming. Thank you, father smile. <laughs> yeah. Hard to tell. Wait, I, can I say can I say what my idea is? Oh, did you have one more? Oh, yes. Well, I had one more that it's going to turn out that he actually did help kill somebody when he was a child, but I don't think they're actually going to do that. I think it's no, gonna... I don't think so. But I think maybe maybe the person who's going to be revealed. I don't think this is really going to happen. But what if the person who's revealed to be killed was his real mom, and his <laughs> show is just a fake mom, and maybe they go like oh, a, like a sci-fi shit. element where she's it, fake mom. Yeah, she's actually, his sister. <laughs> Sure. Oh. <laughs> that would kind of make sense. I mean, she's only 13 years older than him. So. I know. It would be cool if she was like, son, I have something to tell you. And then she ripped <laughs> off her face and it was this robot skeleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Your, so there's not only father, three things. Can- your father hired me in 1948. I'm a project. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm doing there. but Okay. I don't know what you're doing either, but I'm on board. <laughs> uh, do you have any predict- predictions for the show going forward, Brent? Uh, I predict I'm going to lose interest if, <laughs> if they don't give me something. Like, I have a lot of patience for for frustrating TV shows. But... Did you see The Leftovers? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I did watch way too much of The Leftovers. <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're going to try to throw some twist, but it's clearly something that hasn't been written already. I feel yeah, like they're going yeah. to just yeah. see what sticks at the True. end. 
And they really need to crank it up. They need to crank up the crazy in this show. I know that they they feel very self-aware at times, but they just need to... Like, the first episode s- set a tone that I feel like a lot, not many have quite matched uh, after it. Uh, and also put Danny in the show. The whole <laughs> Every scene... Yeah. I think that I think they're doing the uh, doing the thing where they like just lay have lay a foundation with a bunch of suggestions and unresolved things that don't really mean anything, and then they're just gonna look at the message boards and see what like the most interesting fan theory is and just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I this mean, is gonna smart. be completely fan service. Like they're gonna ship whoever gets the most likes. It's either it's if if uh, Ke- uh, Keiko. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it right. If Keiko or uh, nah, Danny, whoever wins, whoever gets the most retweets. Uh, <laughs> Who are you voting for, Kev? <laughs> um, Keiko. Danny's like hands off, basically. <laughs> she's she's my uh, TT. <laughs> does, that, does that track? <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, strong contender for you know second best episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, uh, that, I yeah. Like that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm following um, her on social media. <laughs> anyway, but yes, that was this episode. So now it's time to do ratings. Uh, this week, going first, number one is. Kevin, what are you going to give this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, man. It's funny. We do this every episode, and then I never, ever think of something ahead of time. Um, but I'd have this time, so that's quite a coincidence. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, man. So I guess before I announce my rating, I want to say thanks to everybody for being here. Uh, Ron, thank you for coming. Um, thank you. Miranda, you're always doing great here. <laughs> okay. um, Tim. Love it when you're here, when you show up. Uh, <laughs> Greggy, <sighs> you're doing so good. Oh, thank um, you. Man, I just got to give this episode one key card. And on the key card, it says perfect score. And that lets you, <laughs> that lets you in any door in the United States. Wow. Great score. How about you, Miranda? I guess... Uh, the old classic 23 people killed. Fuck. I don't <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Why not? They talked about it in this episode. Okay, fine. Perfect That's a perfect score. score. Okay. Perfect score. Yeah, perfect <laughs> score. How about you, Tim? I'm going to give it two out of two functioning lungs. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> people take it for granted. How about you, Vrant? What would you give this episode? I'm giving this episode uh, episode seven out of ten of the first <laughs> season of Mr. Robot. Uh, <laughs> we got a similar vibe of you know coming up from the the crazy drug episodes two in a row, and mm-hmm. now we're kind of mired in dangling plot threads. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, Mr. Robot, another one of those shows that was just <laughs> I thought it was going to take me somewhere. <laughs> um, but that's a perfect score, I think. What you were saying. Oh, yeah, really lines up with like, all of my interests. <laughs> uh, personally, you are, you are a code man, after all. Code man. G Button Nation. 
<laughs> uh, personally, I'm going to give this episode uh, 10 out of 10 10 foot fishing poles. Uh, that was one line I wrote down uh, <laughs> that she wouldn't touch. Uh, Ainsley would not touch something with a 10 foot fishing pole. And she yeah. said it in a very weird way. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like ADR halfway through fishing. Like, that isn't the saying. You usually say 10 foot pole. Yeah. I guess like a fishing pole is worse. Or well, what? I think it's because they know it's can't. They did camping earlier, so she's being thematic with, <laughs> with, the, with the thing she won't touch her father with. <laughs> yeah, but okay. perfect score. I love the episode. Great, I love it. I love the show. It's going somewhere. There, <laughs> there's like they're on episode I think 13 now. Aren't they farther than that? That seems about right. We're like a little over halfway through the season. Well, that I mean, we we as in like the prodigal son family. Yeah, yeah, it's just the team. Yeah, Yeah. we're a team. Oh, they went like a full two months with only one episode. That's crazy. So that helps us. That's what that's what (laughs) network TV does. They take breaks. Yeah, Yeah, that's why it's fine that we're only on episode seven. Yeah, Uh, it explains why when I walked by there, uh, filming uh, there was no filming going on. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. All right. Yeah, Tim, tell us about that. Uh, maybe we should save that. I have to call my dad. It's his birthday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Miranda, you had a thing for uh, other podcasts, didn't, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I do want to make like if if Runt has to go, then he should be allowed to go. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, he to... should be. But man, he's really gonna miss <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can stick around. I only okay. Minutes. Well, uh, we used to have a segment called Other Podcasts where we would check on the other podcasts about the Orville and see if they were still going. And we don't do that anymore because I think we're the only Prodigal Son podcast, right? No, well, there's a lot of sad. It got sad once we were the podcast that stopped going about the Orville. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> they no. have the well. That wasn't our choice, really. And and they, the Prodigal Son, does have a podcast, and it's. Oh, by really? the prodigal son writers <laughs> oh, yeah. okay <laughs> they have okay. writers yeah no it's like uh the south park thing where they pick a i don't know south park whatever <laughs> anyway um i just wanted to let everybody know that they talked about uh actually they didn't talk about prodigal son on who weekly this week they did talk about the orville because they talked about halston sage and they kept calling her uh star of the orville <laughs> uh. And then they talked about this her character. Like, sorry, I'm about to go off. Go on. They talked about her character, whose name was Alara, as we all know. And mm-hmm. we all know that her alien race was Salean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they, they kept saying, they kept, they kept saying, she plays a Zealian. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, can I go off? It's like, yeah. with TMC, they, they fucked up that whole Kobe Bryant thing. And uh, names came out that shouldn't have been put in there. People were notified before. And this is just that same sort of like, you know, 30, 30 mile zone gossipy Hollywood bullshit. That's and when this sort of shit happens, people's lives are affected. So who check yourself? Um, please. Well, I called in to correct them. So hopefully they play my call. <laughs> okay, good. But what were they? Why were they talking about Halston? Because she's dating Zac Efron now. Damn. What a damn yeah, great. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get his thoughts on those uh sexy little legs though. 
that's not me being weird run by the way there was a uh, some weird article we found about with that headline it said uh <laughs> Uh, Halston Sage unleashes our sex. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was it was right a red carpet. Sexy little legs. <laughs> yeah, flaunts her sexy little. Uh, oh, no, unleashes her sexy little legs. <laughs> is what I said. She unleashed them because <laughs> uh, she wore a skirt or something. <laughs> it's weird to talk about how small her legs are. <laughs> <laughs> they're tiny, but it's okay because they're also so sexy. Ugh, <laughs> oh, so cool. But yeah. Who weekly stop talking about Helston Sage or stop making your podcast? Yeah, we do it's that. Your choice. We do that. Uh, but please do play Miranda's uh, voicemail. Yeah, and then you know, end after that. Right. Treat, Feel free yeah. though to talk about any of Seth McFarland's ex girlfriends and and who they're dating, and just blast that. I like that. I like hearing about that stuff. Where's other exes? Oh, I was gonna say that. Weird person I found on Twitter. <laughs> oh, the sh- his personal chef? No, 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 no. The, remember, he had that like stock, that like crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of mean, actually. Like, yeah, oh, we never God. actually talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I like sh- I like sent you guys like a thousand links. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then we were like, ah, yeah, she's like, this it's just wrong to even talk about this. But yeah, I kind of remember that. I have to scroll <laughs> way up in our chat. Don't worry about yeah. that. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but, Seth MacFarlane fucking he loves Pete Buttigieg. Cool, cool guy. <laughs> Great guy. Did, did he ever date Charlize Theron? He wrote it in a lot of scripts. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlize, I got another role for you. Yeah, that, no, no, yeah, we kiss on page four, but I mean, just uh, don't worry about it. Half of me wants to be like, I want them to have dated because it would explain why she was in the Orville, like that would at least be a reason. Then of course half of me is just so visceral did, um, disgusted by the idea. She did a <laughs> uh, uh, hundred ways to die in the West or whatever it's called. Thousand ways to die in the West. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Well when I watched it, look it tells you about the movie, I think. Uh, but yeah, it was uh she was his uh, he like stole her from some other guy from Liam Neeson. That's who Seth thinks he is. He thinks he can steal Charlie's Aaron from Liam Neeson. Fucking <laughs> okay, crazy guy. Anyway, give me them kissing that one. Okay, uh, I think we have one final segment, the one where we watch next week's promo. How do I know you? Be careful. Your curiosity is the real problem. Like when you found that girl. What's we wrong with had voice. a relationship with my father. We know he crushed them there. Oh, you see her? He required a hidden sanctum where he prepped the victims. You think you can just be smart? <laughs> Figure me out. Bad things happen when you snoop. How did you find my hiding spot? Killers make mistakes. Liar! Kind of good at this. All new Prodigal Son, next Monday on Fox. Wow. I like the, I like the part where he pointed at a trash compactor and he goes, We know he killed him there. <laughs> so to me what it looks like it's gonna it's auto let's just run through this 21 minute interview with tom Payne. oh we uh, at some point we should we should watch tom Payne cries from cutting his hair whatever that that link comes oh, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah i forgot about that oh. anyway well um, so so from the preview, to me, it looks like uh, they're going to be investigating some kind of murder next week. 
which uh, differs from this week. <laughs> I feel like we are. Yeah, they didn't solve this one. Going to get one step closer uh, next episode. To the camping? It's closer to what? <laughs> closer you to. You better watch out, kid, or your life can talk about questions. That's what that guy <laughs> sounded like, right? <laughs> I think it was what I did. She said, hey, prodigal son. Right? Come on. Uh, yep. I kind of feel like. Prodigals. Yeah, he was doing like a season one Homer uh, impression. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Marge. Oh boy. (laughs) No, you're not. You're doing. You're doing the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Holy crap, Marge! All right. What what else do we got? We got one more segment. Is that it? Uh, No, that's it. Except it's gonna be great. Yeah, I I feel like this next one though was heavily spoiled for me uh, by the the by Mark killer cocktail uh, segment that Mark did. (laughs) Oh my god, this guy! He he will not stop until he ruins our podcast. Um, But if you ever run out of uh, Prodigal Son, you know television show you can always youtube prodigal son and they've done so much like extra promotional material that's really oh, good stuff god. thank god yeah <laughs> they did they did something called the killer cocktail where they would come out and they'd teach us how to make a cocktail and then they would put like one do little drop of red that? syrup <laughs> no <laughs> and they'd be like this Actually, is the killer manhattan <laughs> kevin says there's a lot of those but there's three <laughs> hey come on I'm building up the, the mythos of, of the killer cocktail. I'm trying to get people confused with our versions. They're like, oh, there are a whole bunch of them. You know, there's <laughs> half of them are audio only, but <laughs> the sanguine margarita. <laughs> but no, that was the final segment. And uh, I just want to say thank you no, so much for there, being on. There's the... one more. There's oh, one right, more right, right. One more segment. Sorry, one heavily segment. implied yeah. in this episode that this segment yes, would happen. Um, but before mm-hmm. I say that, I do want to say thank you so much, Brent, for being on the episode. Yeah, thanks so much for yeah, thank you out of your day. Thank you. I mm. mean, it's really given me purpose for watching the show, which I was definitely <laughs> going to watch anyway. So I'm glad. Yeah, you were gonna here. eventually be fucking around on Hulu and catch all these apps. Now you've ha- now you're invested. Now you're like yeah. Now it has meaning. That's awesome. I'm so glad we could do that for you. That's that makes me feel good. <laughs> uh, but. There is one wait, final wait, segment. Is anything there... you want to plug or yeah. anything? Oh you want yes, to please, please share man. with the people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now I'm I'm Code Man Goes Political, <laughs> subject to change. Uh, but I'm currently interested in code. Uh, I saw just because you know you really got to commit. I saw somebody has actually started uh, decompiling the the leaked app. So uh, if you're interested in the code behind that uh, IO Caucus app, it is now out there, and I like to think that it was all because of. Code man code really man. rallying the troops. Um, yeah, I would also were, like to... They weren't really <laughs> interested in the code. Of course. Code man. <laughs> it's important. It's seriously as as much of a joke it is as it is like it should be open source. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, real. for sure. Yeah. I'd love to also plug how bad uh the Dracula Netflix show is, by the way. Ooh, Do not okay. watch. Skip it entirely. Read the uh Wikipedia plot synopses and be like, thank God I didn't sit through uh, four plus hours of content with this garbage. With Dracula, it's so bad. It's uh, it's the Doctor Who guys and oh. uh, Sherlock guys, Moffat and Gaddis. Oh. They've really I... made a a proper mess out of the Dracula story. 
Isn't uh, to me that feels like the same as what was that? Isn't there another show with like the devil or something like uh oh Lucifer? Yeah, is it like that? I feel like that. No, was, same, goes this one, one there's no twist. They're just like we can tell it better and sexier than oh, it's okay. ever been told before. <laughs> okay, final segment. Let's do this. <clears throat> yes, final segment. <clears throat> the surgeon scalpel. <sighs> Every week, I choose. Which of my co-hosts or possibly someone else in the, the wider world uh, deserves to receive the scalpel uh, from the surgeon himself, Dr. Whitley? Uh, there could be a twist this, this time, now that I think about it. Because this time he used a scalpel for good. Yes. Uh, so it's quite possible. But you never know. The surgeon's scalpel this week will be going to... Brush Limbo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to try and save his life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's give it to somebody, uh, a real person. <laughs> no, it it is going to rush Limbaugh, but it is to to murder him. <laughs> I don't I don't believe he deserves to die from uh, cancer. Yeah, um, out of his misery, fast. And I'm pissed at him because he well, blew off you know, being on the podcast. That's very, that's very brave. You. I don't, uh, we're taking a stand here. We don't think anybody deserves <laughs> to die from cancer. So um, <laughs> you know, this is, we're just uh, doing our part. Cancer will not uh, take another life. <laughs> <laughs> Power. Hello, people. I forgot to say this during the plug section of this podcast, but I've started a new program called The Power Warriors uh, on Twitch. Every Sunday night from 7 to 10 Eastern, we're going to be getting on Twitch, we're going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons, and we're going to be interacting with the chat. Uh, And that could be you if you come to twitch.tv slash powerwarriors. That's all one word with a Z at the end. Or you can go to powerwarriors.com, and there's all the the links to everything there. Tim, Miranda, and Kevin don't know that I'm doing this, uh, so please nobody tell them that I uh, added a plug to the end of uh, this episode. Uh, But I hope to see you on Sunday, and until then, stay safe in the city of New York City.